This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You know, having babies, growing families, there's there's divorces, there's mm. terminal illnesses, there's we have owners with cancer. They're going through their treatments while they're raising their family, while they're running their businesses. Where I think of those individuals that are, you know, trudging along and mm. um, it takes any excuse that I have completely out of the water and makes me want to do better for them. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Sydney. Hope everyone's having a great week. We're feeling good. Spring is happening. I automatically feel like a better, nicer person when the weather's nice. So things are going well on that, friends. I am super excited about today's guest. We have Reagan Stokes on the podcast. And if you don't know who she is, she is the president of Pure Bar. And I'm pretty sure we all know what Pure Bar is. There are 550 locations just in America and growing. I mean, she tells us about some of the other locations, but it's a pretty large company. It's a franchise, so they're pretty much everywhere, which is awesome because it is a great workout. And I've been a, some of you may know this, I've been a bar instructor for seven years now, so it's definitely been a huge part of my life, and we talk about that a little bit in the episode but I think it's important and no matter what to find some type of exercise, something good, healthy for your body that you enjoy because you're going to have to do it a lot. And I think it's important to try things and see what you like. Some people like classes, some people like one-on-one, some people like just going to the gym, like my boyfriend and just doing his thing and having no one talk to him. So everyone's different and I think it's important to kind of find your thing. But this one's great because we talk all about the method, why it's helpful for women and all the amazing things that it does. But also we get into a lot of Reagan's advice on business. I mean, as a president of Pure Bar, you have to have had a lot of business success in your life. You have to have done some things right. So she has a lot of great, very useful advice. If you're starting a business, if you're just going into the workforce now, kind of the mindsets that helped her and the work ethic and all of the things that she applied to get her to where she is today. So, so many good takeaways from that. I'm really excited to have her on. Um, I have something to share today. Let's keep it light. I So, last week, I almost killed my dog. I know. Um, so, when Nick goes to the office, I stay home with Dixie. I work from home usually. And I just have to watch her. And normally, she's a bulldog. So, she spends more than all of her day sleeping. So usually she's just asleep somewhere. So it's a pretty easy job. I just have to let her out from time to time to use the bathroom. And then we just like snuggle as I work and she sleeps. But the other day I was in the other room for maybe four seconds, like not long. I was like changing my clothes. When she gets really quiet, you know, something's up, but I go in the other room and then I come back out and then I'm like, oh, something's up. I hear her like excitedly snorting. And meanwhile, she had gotten into my backpack underneath the things in my backpack and found, if you guys remember the episode with Helen Hall about blender bombs. So I had a blender bomb in my backpack and a Ziploc bag. She ate through the Ziploc bag, completely consumed the blender bomb and has had the best day of her life. Like she was so excited about this. She ate it in under three seconds. And yeah, so then I immediately panicked because 
Blender bombs are super natural ingredients, which thank God. But the one that she particularly had was a peanut butter and chocolate one. So naturally, she loved it. Um, but dogs can't have chocolate. So I had a panic attack. Um, didn't know whether to tell my boyfriend or not because he probably would have gotten really upset with me and <laughs> wouldn't have been good. Um, so I called his mom. I called my mom. I call a friend that works at a vet's. I call a friend that has a dog that has the blender bombs as well, which ended up that dog ate an entire bag of blender bombs, which is really funny. So dogs love blender bombs because they're good. Um, So, I mean, don't worry. She's fine. She ate it like a champ. Girlfriend has eaten. If you guys know when you like get a hole in your wall and you have to cover it up with spackle, it's like that. Sometimes we have one that's pink that turns white. It just basically it's poison. Um, so she licked an entire like patch of that one day. That was amazing. She loved that too. So she kind of gets into everything. So it keeps me on my toes. I think this is good training for whenever I have a child because you have to constantly watch her when she's not sleeping. So there's that. But yeah, that's really not any helpful advice besides the fact that like keep an eye on your dog and I'm doing my best to keep this one alive. So we're all figuring it out. No one really knows what we're doing. I mean, it's just funny because I didn't grow up with a dog. And my dog that my parents got later in life never would go up the stairs because he was afraid. So I never really had to be concerned with a dog getting into all of my things. And I'm not the most organized human in the world. And sometimes shit happens. So yeah, don't kill your dog, I guess, is my advice today. But like I said, guys, I'm super excited about today's episode and Reagan's amazing advice. So definitely give it a listen. Share it with someone who needs some business advice, who needs a little inspiration, who wants to learn more about Pure Bar and is looking for a different workout for their bodies, all of that amazing stuff. So share it with them. And as always, guys, if you're feeling generous, please share a five-star review to help keep this podcast going, to help me continue to get incredible guests on like Reagan and for all of the fun that is to come. All right, guys, have a good Wednesday and I'll talk to you soon. Here's Reagan. Hello, Reagan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to chat with you. Um, like I like to have everyone kind of do is intro themselves, kind of give you everyone a background of who you are, where you've come from, and what you kind of do for work. Excellent. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to join. Uh, my name is Reagan Stokes, and I am the president of Pure Bar, which is a bar boutique fitness brand that has just under 600 locations in North America, with a location now in Saudi Arabia as well, wow. and some coming up in Germany. Um, my my personal life, I've got an 11-year-old daughter. I've been uh, married for almost 14 years. Mm -hmm. And um, if you ask anybody in my family, they'll tell you that I'm a workaholic. So if I'm not at work, I'm with my family and in between, right? We always try to sandwich in the, the one little personal element. And for me, that is uh, fitness and, and mm -hmm. taking care of my mental wellness and, and my body. And uh, really five years ago, is about where my career path led me to bringing my passion and my mm. personal interest in with fitness into my career um, choice and um, my development there. Prior to that, I had been in 
the operational hub of a variety of industries from legal to content marketing, mm. engineering, uh, theatrical productions when I was much younger mm. on, on the technical side. Um, and really where I finally felt like I was home is when I, I became part of the fitness industry. And I also learned about this totally different way of doing business with franchising that mm. I've come to really love as well. That's amazing. It's kind of like the American dream of having the skills that you have and being able to utilize them, but also blending that with your passion and what lights you up and kind of bringing that all into one, which is really incredible to hear that you've been able to do that because not everyone finds that. I feel like we always are in search of that in some way, but it's sometimes hard to blend the two. Um, So how did Pure Bar come about? Were you taking class? Were you just looking for a new job? Like, How did your involvement with Pure Bar happen? Yeah, so I was working um, as a chief operating officer of a smaller, much smaller uh, Mm. boutique fitness brand. And I got a call one day from a recruiter and um, he said, hey, uh, I really think you should come meet Anthony Geisler, CEO of Exponential Fitness Mm. and Sarah Luna at the time, who was the president of Pure Bar. Um, They're they're looking to expand into a new role uh, within the company and uh, would love to meet you. And I was completely happy with the position that I was currently in um, and really didn't have any, you know, ideas or concepts of of switching gears. Mm -hmm. But he said, you know, it doesn't hurt to get on a plane and go have a conversation. And so I did. And I met Anthony and Sarah and learned about what brought Exponential to Pure Bar. And really it was how phenomenally well this brand that started out as a workout in someone's basement and Mm. then became a studio. And then the clients of that studio wanted to become teachers and then they wanted to open their own studios and how that just organically spread across the country Mm -hmm. over over a decade at that point. And really um, what they were doing with the brand was infusing some fresh new looks and feels in the four walls of the studio and adding more of a customer service focus, but really enhancing upon the cult-like following, really, that the, mm-hmm. that the community is, as well as the amazing technique um, that is really the secret sauce to Pure Bar mm-hmm. versus many of the other Pure Bar brands. And once I had that conversation, I learned about what they were doing and how they were expanding the brand and, and just giving it a kind of a, a facelift, but also an operational uplift. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be part of it. So I put in my my notice and hopped on a, a plane myself and my family uh, moved out a couple months later to oh, Orange wow. wow. So yeah, not only was it just a phone call and hearing about it, but you up and flew and kind of ju- dove right into this new experience. Had you taken bar classes? Was your previous um, studio, was that bar or was that just a regular fitness studio? Yeah. So my very first bar class actually was not Pure Bar and it was Mm -hmm. many, many years ago. Um, It was at a studio and it was kind of an awkward experience. Mm -hmm. I didn't quite know what I was doing. They were also playing country music. um, Oh, interesting. (laughs) <laughs> and so um, after that, I've, I've, I think I left with an, with an incorrect uh, perspective of what mm-hmm. bar was. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to 
um, hopping on a plane and all of that, I had taken pure bar classes and Mm -hmm. I was familiar with the total difference of the technique, the style. I was welcomed into the studio as a beginner, a first timer. Mm -hmm. I was given the experience as a first timer and shown what to do with my body during class. Uh, The choreography and the music was totally different from, you know, my first bar experience at a Mm -hmm. non-PD brand. And um, I was hooked, to be honest with you. The workout um, from the outside, sometimes you can look at images of a particular experience Mm -hmm. and and I, I wasn't sure what to expect. The workout was a lot more challenging and rewarding than I was anticipating. Yeah. But um, I felt like I was very strategically working on my body instead of just jumping around, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's where those small movements and the high intensity, but the low impact really all come together. And uh, there, there's no workout like it. I agree because I actually taught bar for six years. I was living in New York City. I was a dancer and I kind of fell into taking bar classes because my aunt lived in Connecticut and she had like a bar trainer that would teach her bar. So I would go visit her on the weekends mostly to do my laundry and just to be in like a home and get out of the dorms. And I would take bar classes with her in the morning and do my laundry. And then I would go back to dance the next Monday and I would just feel a difference in my body with how much stronger I was, how much control I had just from taking like one class. So it's actually incredible the difference. And I think it's so unique, especially to women in the way that our bodies are built. I don't know what it is exactly, but it just works. Um, can you just talk, like talk me through that? Like, what is it about the method? What is it about bar that is so one good? And it's this like longevity thing about building muscle and strength, but also like how it's good for women and all of that. Yeah, it's it's a workout that's very safe for everyone, uh, which is part of its appeal too. We we cover a large age group uh, within mm-hmm. our studios, from um, you know our our college, even high school. You know, students are coming with their moms, and we've got college students just loving the brand all the way 20s, 30s, and then they're bringing their their moms yeah. and, you know, even individuals that are, are in retirement. It's also a great workout for individuals who are recovering from injuries mm-hmm. or have limitations due to previous in, um, injuries. But what's so amazing about it is you're using the bar and, and I'll back up for a second. A lot of times a pure bar or bar classes can be perceived as dance classes because mm-hmm. There's a fundamental kind of component of some of that technique from the yeah. strengthening standpoint, but the bar is mostly used for balance. If it was a dance class, I wouldn't survive <laughs> it because I don't have a, that natural ability. Um, but the, the bar there is used for balance. And a lot of the technique is based off of what strengthens and tones in a dance routine and workout and mm-hmm. building up that endurance um, and strength for dancers. But it's the small movements that are isolated to particular parts parts of your body to create that fatigue. We talk about the shake, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your that's muscles <laughs> doing something that they haven't done before. That's them really working hard. And then you kind of let go of that movement and you move to another. So part of the class experience that is so um, rewarding is you get through what sometimes seems like a minute, right? But it might be 15 seconds of a particular move that is focusing on one element mm-hmm. of your body 
fatiguing it, and then you move to the next. Mm -hmm. And it's really this sequence that collectively you're hitting all of the core areas of your muscles and your body. So you get a full body workout. And again, you leave feeling and you mentioned it, you feel stronger, you feel toned and you Mm -hmm. can feel it right away. And then within your, your first many classes um, that you start building up, you start seeing that physical change. You start Mm -hmm. standing a little taller. Um, And these workouts, because it's focused on so many small muscle groups that, that are kind of strategically selected, they're muscles that you may not have used in other workouts before. There's areas of your bodies that suddenly you, you know, exist that you had no idea were there before. Exactly. Yeah. That's what my favorite part about it was. People were like, I didn't even realize I had that muscle in my leg, but it's shaking. And then the shake that happens is very real because I would be teaching and a new person would come in and I didn't teach at Pure Bar, but it was still a bar-based class. And they would be like repping out, starting to shake, looking at me like, oh God, am I dying? Like, what's happening to my body? But it is incredible. And and because of that, the body changes so quickly. And the thing with um, me teaching at a a studio, I was teaching at a studio in New York. It was a smaller boutique kind of fitness studio for bar. But they all there was always fear around this franchising and like taking it to other places. Like they wanted to open up new studios, but they had so much control around it and like trying to control the brand and the technique and being able to take it to other places was just like foreign to them. We're starting to do it now a little bit. But Can you talk to me about like the franchising process and how you guys have been so successful with franchising? Because I feel like if you go into a pure bar anywhere in the U.S., they all feel the same. So how have you been able to accomplish that with pure bar? Yeah. So Pure Bar and um, its parent company, Exponential Fitness, Mm -hmm. are really experts of franchising. And um, it the technique part is a tremendous component and um, the way that we're able to help uh, generate consistency in quality over, you know, a span of the country and now mm-hmm. internationally um, is through very, um, very consistent, frequent distributions of choreography mm-hmm. that is um, selected by our corporate teacher training team that is coupled with playlists that go along with that there it's not a dance class as you know but there's a lot of musicality behind it there's a lot of talent out there there's teachers there's owners out there that love the brand maybe they love taking classes um, but there's a different level of kind of talent needed in Mm -hmm. being the teacher and providing that experience and there's a lot that goes into it that people mm-hmm. don't realize um, from a personality you know, aspect, from paying attention to what's happening in the room. Mm-hmm. So we really try to take the guesswork out of it and provide great choreography options that can be um, produced at and, and um, performed at the studio level, along with the p- playlist, so that when the teachers are in the room, they're focused on what they can control and what they can change. Mm-hmm. And they're not having to make decisions about playlists or about which choreography um, needs to go in which order to be safe and to be effective and to be a good experience. Um, So we've got a lot of great um, ways that we provide that information to our studios and our certified teacher trainers Mm -hmm. um, so that they can um, replicate that at each studio level. Yeah, it's definitely about streamlining the technique and 
having that kind of solidified so that as it branches out, it stays like that instead of if it's not solid and it's like a little unclear, then it's going to be even more unclear as it goes into the other studio's other branches. Um, So what is like the feeling? What is the experience when you went, say, I'm a new client going into a pure bar in the middle of, I don't know where else you have them in the US, but one of those studios, like what is that client experience like? Like what do you hope for for every client that walks into a pure bar studio? Yes. Um, great question. And especially now, because people are emerging from either different um, workout routines prior to COVID, venturing into new areas, or maybe they they started focusing on health and wellness throughout COVID and the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the first thing that we want a first-timer um, client to experience is feeling welcomed, welcomed Mm -hmm. into the community, because that is such a huge component of the in-studio boutique studio experience. And Pure Bar is known for its studio communities with clients, with teachers, with owners. So first and foremost, from the first phone call that you get and you're booking into your free foundations class, then you're going to show up for your class. You're going to be given kind of the rundown on on what you need to walk into class, sticky socks. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, you'll get a tour and an overview of the equipment that you're going to use in class you'll start learning through that foundations class what some of the terminology is. Saying tuck and watching somebody do a tuck is a little bit different than when you finally you know, figure that out within your body. Mm-hmm. So the first class is really designed to help you learn what some of these movements are and then get you super excited about what's to come in the additional classes that you're going to take. We've got classic, which is you know, widely popular amongst the brand. And we also have Empower, which is a cardio um, Mm. enhanced version. And then we have Reform, which has a little bit more resistance training to mimic Pilates reformers a little bit um, in the workouts. So um, lots of choices, but essentially the, the first experience should be welcoming. Here's what we are, and we can't wait to see you back in the studio. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I love about group fitness. It's like it's a different experience if you're just going to be walking to the gym trying to do whatever it is that you're going to do versus like being in a community and being around people working out. There's just like a different thing about that and I I personally love that because I love the drive and just being around like energy from the room and having a technique like pure bar that is just solidified for you so it kind of speaks for itself. With you mentioned COVID in the past year and like how things constantly are changing. And I feel like the fitness industry is clearly a very booming industry. It's constantly changing. There's always new studios, new new techniques, new things coming every, every single day. It seems like how does Pure Bar continue to compete and consistently go with what's happening in the world or whatever that is, and while still maintaining the brand? The, uh, the pandemic um, was a very scary time for everyone mm-hmm. and for every business. And, you know, when, when we first started experiencing the closures, it wasn't the impact of studios closing. That was the scariest to us. It was where are our members going to go? Mm-hmm. So we immediately said, how do we find our members where they are? Mm-hmm. And we immediately flipped the switch. We figured out, you know, soup cans are great hand weights from your yeah, living yeah. room or your kitchen. And we shifted our business to virtual. Mm-hmm. And um, at the franchise or corporate level, we helped our franchisees 
have all the tools and resources they needed to do that. But honestly, that was such a collaborative effort between our studio owners and our corporate team in figuring out how to shift, how to stay ahead of where other businesses were. So we didn't ever close our businesses. We just moved them virtually. And the outpouring of feedback that our studios received and we received throughout that was very validating. Um, You know, people were losing their jobs. They were Mm. losing complete control Mm. of everything in their lives. And they were so worried about their mental and physical health when you couldn't even go outside, right? For for a period of time, what are you going to do? And um, the way that we introduced the virtual classes was through um, interactive options. So they weren't just taking a a digital um, pre-recorded class, they were Mm -hmm. doing live streaming with their favorite teachers, with their favorite fellow clients. And Mm -hmm. it brought tears to our eyes, seeing some of the feedback um, that that we received because it really saved people uh, throughout, again, such a very terrifying time. Yeah. And it's it's true that consistency was one of the hardest things about the pandemic, not having your regular workout to go to, not having just like the regular routine. I think that was very hard for people. And it's nice that you guys were able to kind of keep that alive with being virtual and kind of shifting the business. Are you guys going to continue that virtual space or what do you see for like the future of where Pure Bar is going to go? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we are going to keep virtual around for as mm-hmm. long as it, it needs to. We have another virtual product as well, which is an on-demand product. Mm-hmm. So that uh, we positioned during COVID as well. Um, but we're seeing as studios reopen the excitement to come back into the studio. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're really looking forward to getting that magic back. But to be able to offer live streaming to communities where, Um, There are still mandated closures, there's capacity restrictions, Mm -hmm. there's individuals that are just not ready to come back into the studio yet for whatever reason, we will continue to meet our members and our clients where they need us to. Absolutely. I'm wondering too, with um, your role with Pure Bar, you're the president of the company. So what is that, what is your day-to-day life like? Like what is your role in the company and how do you continue to grow Pure Bar's success with what you do? Great. Um, One thing I I like to mention, because before I was in franchise or before I joined franchising, Mm -hmm. I really didn't know what that meant. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd heard the terms before, um, but, you know, I looked at a lot of brands out there and thought they were just corporate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't really understand that what franchising meant is there's an individual owner of that business Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. pouring blood, sweat, tears, money um, into their businesses. And so um, I, I, number one, my focus every day is what can I do to help these individual studio owners operate their businesses and be successful and Mm -hmm. have satisfaction in the process. Obviously, you know, throughout COVID, that became a very fluid type of role. You know, some days it meant hopping on calls with people, with our franchisees and just talking through challenges they're experiencing and giving them motivation to continue. Other days it's focused, it's focusing on strategies um, to improve our technique and Mm -hmm. our client experience. Um, But from day to day, I'm usually up about uh, 4.35 in the morning um, (laughs) and uh, I'll get a workout in in the morning. Sometimes I'll bake it into the evening 
but typically I'm, I'm on calls or in meetings for about eight hours of the day. And then in the early evenings, that's kind of when I try to play catch up in my inbox. Um, it's engaging with our internal team members so that they feel empowered and excited about the challenges that they're working to overcome or the initiatives that they're excited to launch and making sure that our franchise partners feel supported um, in every area of the business from recruiting, sales, marketing, training and technique, finance. Um, we're a franchise system that doesn't just license out our name. We really take our role in this franchise partnership seriously in mm -hmm. providing every guidance um, and area of support that our studios have as businesses. That's incredible. Yeah, it's keeping that personal experience within a very booming and large corporation or business as it is. Um, you mentioned earlier that Pure Bar is kind of the blend of your passions with what you do for a living. How do you maintain that passion as things get hard, as things like COVID happen, as you have these many hats that you're wearing and you're constantly so busy and living this life? Like, How do you maintain your passion as you continue with um, your work? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And um, I would say that it comes from the, the engagement that I have with our franchise partners, with our client communities. You know, on any given day, there might be some wildly big challenge that we're trying to work through or new strategy that we're trying to fit the puzzle pieces together for. Now I will get an email um, from a franchise partner who's so excited because of something they achieved or they share client feedback. And mm -hmm. some of our client emails, we share those within our internal meetings as well as with our franchise partners. They really will bring tears to your eyes. There's mm -hmm. individuals out there that are battling major health issues. Um, they're dealing with their whole social networks completely ripped apart throughout COVID and um, having this one, you know, third space and home and community for them is what they say has gotten them through. Mm -hmm. They've worked through depression, anxiety. Um, it's really been a fundamental resource and um, family for them moving through every stage of life, including this large pandemic. And it's that type of feedback that even on my hardest of moments, I look at that and I say, this is exactly it. This is what we are doing. This is the benefit of being in a wellness business. Yeah, I agree. I loved ever, anytime I would be teaching or we would be going through um, working in a fitness company, just seeing the feedback or just seeing your clients grow or just seeing like, especially if you work with women and seeing like women that are pregnant and like working out to their fullest and like the next day they have a baby and just kind of the way that your clients are changing and how much you're having a direct effect on people's days is pretty incredible. Is there any story or anything that kind of you have in the back of your mind that you keeps you going when you're like, oh, I'm tired or oh, I need a little inspiration? Is there anything that keeps you going during those times? Yeah, I mean, you just kind of mentioned we've got some amazing, powerful women in mm -hmm. uh, the Pure Bar brand. And uh, speaking of, of, 
you know, having babies, growing families, there's, there's divorces, there's mm. terminal illnesses, there's, we have owners with cancer, they're going through their treatments while they're raising their family while they're running their businesses. Um, it doesn't take longer than, you know, a second for me to at any moment where I feel, oh, this is, this is hard, or I feel mm. like I'm just going to, you know, shut my computer for the day, where I think of those individuals that are you know, trudging along. And mm -hmm. um, it takes any excuse that I have completely out of the water and makes me want to do better for them. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so inspiring what people can do and the drive that people have. I love that. With your role and what you do with your work, do you believe in this idea of having purpose in, in your job? Do you think that those two can kind of exist or do you think that they can be separately? Like, how do you feel the role of purpose plays in your life and what you do? Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, any part or every business should always have an element of passion, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so for some businesses and some individuals, that passion might come from the profitability. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking health, wellness, fitness brands, typically that passion is coming from the purpose first. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then what we try to coach our franchise partners on, and, and we all try to remember as individuals as well, is to turn that passion into something that is profitable. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I do like to get the messaging out there because I think, especially for your audience, if there's kind of budding entrepreneurs that are coming up with ideas and those ideas are based off of that passion, they want to help people's lives, they want to change people's lives. Mm -hmm. It's important to remember that profitability and sales isn't a bad word when you're building a business. They're not bad words. They're important elements. And by focusing on those, in addition to the passion and the service or the product that you're putting out there, that longevity is what's going to help you expand your reach in changing people's lives and providing mm -hmm. that service or product. And it will help you continue to uh, perform your mission. So I like to tie all that together because especially with um, business owners and entrepreneurs in that space, we I've seen that individuals have said, no, I just want to focus on the good that we're doing. I don't necessarily want to focus so much on the numbers, mm -hmm. but the numbers are really what continue to allow you to live that dream and share that passion. I love that you connect those two because I've, I mean, anyone that's in an, an entrepreneurial or even business space, it's like if you're wanting to kind of bring both of those together, it's it's easy to kind of ignore what business is, like the money, the numbers, what all of that, which is all feedback for what you're going to do. But I like that you're connecting that to, that is connected to the outreach, that is connected to what you're trying to do for your purpose. So I love that. Um, as a business person and as all of the work that you've done. And like, I'm sure you've had plenty of experiences in business to get you to this point. Do you have any advice for people starting a business or wanting to follow their passion in business and who are just kind of wanting to get that first start? Yes, I do. Um, and I've been part of several startup companies in various industries, and you start seeing some trends in the uh, the infrastructure or the mindset of individuals as they're getting started. Um, and what I think is important is for anyone considering opening a business, starting a business, there's four main components 
of themselves or their teams that they need to make sure are in place. One is going to be the idea. Of Mm -hmm. course, you need to have someone that's got that creative idea, that special thing that's going to put you in the marketplace and set you apart. But a business can't operate just on an idea. You need also someone who's going to be focused on setting goals and making sure that those goals are being achieved. And that might not be the same person that is coming up with the idea. So if you're a very creative person, but maybe you're not as driven when it comes to goals and and setting those benchmarks and feeling excited to meet them, you need somebody on your team that has that mindset to keep everything moving forward. And also to tell you when some of your new ideas need to go into the parking lot for a little bit, because it's, you know, distracting from some important initiatives at the moment. Mm. And you also need someone who is focused on process and making sure that your ideas and your goals have a path to coming to fruition. And again, that might not be one or two of those initial individuals. It might be something that you hire for, that you get a consultant for. Um, And then lastly, even the best of ideas and goals that are driven hard and processes that look beautiful on paper, if you don't have the right people um, and if you're not treating those people well, Mm -hmm. everything will kind of fall apart. So those are four main components that you need to make sure are covered somehow in the structure of your business. If you have those, then that's where I see kind of the magic happen and a company go from one or two or three or 10 individuals and really start gaining their traction and growing big. That's amazing. I love that. It's so clearly put, but I also love the idea that like, maybe you don't have all of the hats. Maybe you you branch out when you get to a point where you can hire people and that you can lean on people, but also trusting the people that you're hiring because that's going to be what makes the business successful. So I do love that. And all of the work that you've done and all of the jobs that you've had, is there anything anything that you look back on like, oh, I wish I knew that or something that you learned from being in business that you wish you could tell my audience or someone else about that? Yeah, I think um, just being disciplined and that's not not a new saying, um, but it's, it's definitely an important part of it because the passion and the enthusiasm might be unmatched to nothing else. But if you don't have the discipline to take Mm. something from that idea through execution, then you're going to either take a really, really long time to build, or you may end up losing your steam because you're not seeing the results from um, this amazing passion that you have. So, Um, again, you might find that discipline in your own internal self, or you might bring that in and secure Mm -hmm. it through outside um, elements, either through partners or through vendors or for staff through staff. But it, it, uh, if you don't have the discipline, you will not get to where you want to go and where you're kind of envisioning with the discipline, with all the hard work, with I'm sure all the hours that you put in, how do you balance that with your private life, with your husband, your being a mother, all of those things? Like, how do you keep that balance for you? I wish I could say that I feel, you know, at any given moment that I'm balancing it out right. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I think I've finally gotten to a point where my balance is in knowing that there is no perfect balance to it. Um, On any given day, I might feel like I'm giving too much in one place and not enough somewhere else or not enough in any place. But um, when you kind of recap and debrief on your day or your week or your month, and if you make sure that 
You made meaningful connections with everyone in your business, with the people in your lives that matter the most to you, and um, and and that you're still giving it your all in every direction, and that you're taking moments to yourself. Mm. That's really all we can ask. There are some days where I just I want to be a vegetable because my brain, you know, um, can't take anymore, and and that's okay too. So I think the balance comes from being forgiving to yourself. Mm-hmm. And not having such high expectations that you can never meet them. Because if you actually look around and you talk to your coworkers or your bosses or your family members, I think for the most part, they'll say, you're doing amazing. We yeah. don't expect more from you. Mm-hmm. So be um, be a little, little less critical on yourself. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, unless you take that self-reflection, sometimes you can feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I could be doing more, but like it's good and important to do that. How do you, for you, Reagan, define success? It's uh, whew, that's a, that's a loaded question <laughs> yeah, of course, for everyone um, because there's a lot of elements to that. Um, success um, means feeling secure in and stable, right? In your mm-hmm. finances is usually a big piece of that. Um, success also means. Um, finding health where you can and um, embracing it if you have it and uh, and nourishing your body so that you can try to get there. Um, success means feeling like you're, you have strong connections from a human level, whether mm-hmm. that's through your family or your friends. Um, so it's really a combination of those things. And, and again, I think as I've matured, I've, I've learned more about um, finding the, the wins in the process um, and and the level ups a little bit kind of happen organically on their own. I don't think one day I said, I need to become president of Purebar to be happy in my life. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what I found was a connection to an industry and you know within a company at the time that needed some help um, from a structuring standpoint. And I jumped in that and feeling, you know, taking moments to celebrate that that inches of work that I'm doing along mm-hmm. the way and just letting that continue to, to ladder up and more opportunities will come and come. So I, it's, it's expansive, it's comprehensive, but it means being open-minded mm-hmm. and remembering that what it really comes down to is how you feel and not what you have and not what your resume looks like. That's, that's major. I love that. All of those things that you just said. I think last few questions for, I have a lot of younger listeners and people kind of getting into the workforce and all of that. Like, do you have any advice on how to maintain passion or when you're feeling stuck in business or what you want to do with your life or just trying to find like that perfect job or that perfect role or that thing that you're passionate about? Do you have advice for kind of the in-between all of that? Like when, how to keep going, how to keep that drive, how to, yeah, keep looking for what is meant to be for you in business? Yes. Um, it's, it's really having amazing work ethic, um, Mm -hmm. that will help you feel self-satisfied. Um, you know, and it also will draw attention to you. Now I won't say that every employer or person in your life is going to recognize that Mm -hmm. just like in our personal relationships, right? There are some people that don't see value sitting right in front of them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's being aware of those scenarios too, and, um, being open to moving on. If you feel like you've hit a, a ceiling at some point, but, um, I, I think it's also don't get so 
involved in titles and where you think you need to be at any particular moment, Mm. if you do the work and be open to doing work that's not necessarily within your job description, the people that have built up their careers are the ones that take the projects before they even fit into their job description and they showcase what they can do and they learn along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, my background is very much that, um, you know, worked and clawed my way up, but I really wasn't trying to work my way up. I was just trying to learn and grow and become better. Mm-hmm. And naturally that has, has brought me to an amazing position um, as president of Pure Bar. Amazing. So yeah, you kind of just continued to put your head down, work, learn the things when you needed to as they came at you, and then it ended up getting you to where you're meant to be, which I love. Uh, last few things with Pure Bar being so successful and being all over the map, like what do you see as the future for Pure Bar, and like what do you hope to see it grow into? Yes. Um, so first and foremost, we want to get our in-studio communities back and we're, we're on a good path for that now. Um, really want to build up on, um, on that growth in other markets. So Canada is a, is a mm. big area for us that we'd love to focus on in the coming years, as well as other countries. So bringing that Pure Bar name and amazing experience outside of the U.S. is, is a big one for us. But we've also got some great new technology um, that we've been rolling out. We just uh, did a collaboration with Apple and we now have Mm -hmm. an Apple Watch app. So individuals can check in, show up, track their actual Pure Bar classes on their Apple Watch. We've got some new technique uh, rollouts coming out here uh, in the near future. So we we wanna stay true to who we are, no big brand shifts or anything Mm -hmm. like that. continuing to be relevant and continuing to be a place and uh, kind of a, a concept as the third space that our members and our clients look forward to every day. And I will say, I actually work for a company now that uh, is a part of the exponential branch in the family. So I will, just from like my short time being with them, I it's incredible what franchising can do and how you can take these major brands and these, these aesthetics, but take them far because I think when something is it works like Pure Bar does like all these other companies that they have it's important for it to for everyone to kind of experience so I love that you guys do that that you're taking it everywhere exactly we love it we want to share it with everyone (laughs) yeah exactly bringing health wellness community to everyone I think which I think is really beautiful I think last question I have I asked this to everyone this podcast is called Something to Share. And I always just – anything that you have on your heart, your mind, anything that you think someone should hear, if you have anything little or big, feel free to share with me. <laughs> this, I think, will resonate for individuals in their personal lives or maybe even in their family lives because we all have interesting you know, scenarios there mm-hmm. from time to time. And then also in um, their educational or career journeys is control the controllables starting with your mindset. Mm-hmm. And um, control the controllables is something I learned a long time ago in business. And what it really means is take a look at what's around you, what is kind of being thrown at you instead of reacting immediately to it. And, and sometimes our knee-jerk reaction wants to be just to dispute it and complain about it and be unhappy about it. Um, but that's not going to get you out of that scenario. So you need to identify what's coming your way that you actually have the ability to control and change and focus on those. Mm. So 
you know, during COVID, we couldn't control that a pandemic was upon us. Uh, we couldn't control that studios were being legally required to close their physical doors. Mm. What we could control is our relationship with our owners and with our members and and um, leverage that that demand and desire to continue to, con to connect and put that out into a virtual space. And I think when you start removing the barriers and stop paying attention to them and really focus on what you can control, um, you'll start seeing a totally different path open up for you. Seeing a lot of individuals uh, in their personal lives or in their careers get so hung up on being upset about these things that we can't control that it mm. brings them down. So start by having a good, healthy framework when you're looking at these challenges and obstacles and take control of what you can because you'll be surprised about how much you actually do have the ability to change. And yeah, it's like less looking about the massive picture, like the end goal and just kind of breaking it down to baby steps, what you can control, the smaller things, and eventually you will get to that place if you focus on that. So I love that. Um, Reagan, thank you so much. If there's any last thing that you want to share or something that you think the audience needs to know about Pure Bar, let me know. And other than that, just where we can find you, social media, website, anything like that. Great. Yes. Um, I mean, we would love to see any of your um, your listeners join our Pure Bar communities, our purebar.com website. You can, uh, you can sign up for a free foundations class and mm -hmm. experience the whole uh, class and community experience from day one. Um, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And uh, just type in Pure Bar. You'll find us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Reagan. Um, thanks for being here and taking the time on the Saturday and sharing your knowledge and your inspiration and all of that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sydney. It was really a great experience. And Yay. I, I hope I bring something to your listeners and um, look forward to hopefully speaking to you again soon. Yes, definitely. We'll talk soon and I appreciate everything. Thank you. Bye.